two. Yo, what is up, folks? It is late, but it is time for power ups and power bombs. I am your host for the evening, Drizzy, and I am joined by my partner in crime, the first lady of power ups and power bombs, Black Barbie. How are you doing today or tonight? I'm tired. We went Christmas shopping. Ooh, what, you <laughs> what you need? Uh, everything. Everything. Yeah. I, I believe we finished Christmas shopping. We finished Christmas shopping last Saturday, but Amazon helped us out a whole lot just having stuff shipped to the house. Yes. Gotta love Amazon. Yes, I think I'm waiting on one more gift and I should be done with kids. I'm sorry, if you haven't built my family, you're probably not getting anything but like my love and adoration because these kids are expensive. Right. Yeah, I'm waiting on one more thing from Ringside Collectibles. If they want to sponsor us, please let me know. Let us know. You know, so also there will be a giveaway with a couple of Ringside Collectibles. Stay tuned for that in the next year. Um, yeah. <laughs> so before we get into the true topic of this show, we have a few little quick hits. We just got done with AEW Dynamite Winter is coming. Without going too deep into the show, what was your thoughts on it? Um, definitely last year's winter is coming was way better. This year it was more like winter was bleh. It was it. The show was very meh to me. Like the MJF, he's the reason why I watch AEW. I'm just gonna keep saying it. He's the reason why I watch AEW. I was pulling for Dante Martin at the end of this. I don't see why he didn't get it. It's three years now. We've done this, and I, what more can we do with this? Like MJF has this ring every year now. You might as well just go ahead and give it to him and he needs get a, rid of the thing. MJF needs a title and not that ring. Yeah, this ring. This is. I don't know if this is what they're trying to make prestigious because nobody else can win it because of, other than MJF. But we got to do something else. The match was pretty good. We had a bit of a scare, but I think he's okay. Let's hope prayers with for Dante Martin. Um, the world title match, really, 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 really wrong. Really, really long. Long, an hour long. It was long. Uh, we were just sitting here talking about it in pre-production, and Kenny Omega and Daniel Bryan's draw was a whole lot more entertaining than this was. I don't know. I really don't know what it is because. Brian does a lot of the same. He does a lot of the same things, but he's also I don't know he he has like a way of putting his own little twist on stuff that makes it more entertaining. And I don't know what it was about this match, but it didn't really pick up for me until like the last minute. And I'm not gonna lie, I got real sleepy. This match, I don't know what it was, but it just bored me. Yeah, I was I was almost in Sleepy Town as well. It was. I mean, I think it was, it, and, and it wasn't a bad match. Like, I, I didn't fall asleep, but I I was there. I was under the covers. Like, I got the window open, the wind blowing. I was almost there. Um, I think it was just, like you said, the, it was the pacing of the match. And, I mean, 
it wasn't that bad. I think it shouldn't have been that long. And also, to me, I felt like this this whole show, if y'all was going to do this match, y'all should have did this on a, and I hate to say this because I know everybody loves free TV, but they should have did it on a pay-per-view at least. Make it make sense, you know, because guess what's happening on Friday? A bunch of tag matches. And thanks to Janelle from Jobber Tears, she says she hates it. And I'm starting to, too. When you have too many people in a ring, it is almost lazy looking. Uh, I don't know. There just should have been like a palate cleanser. This, I said, the match. Like I said, the, none of the matches were bad. No, but there's not- just something about the pacing of these matches. You like, you had two really long matches to start, and they weren't bad matches. They weren't good. They weren't bad. They were just kind of here. So I don't know. And well, it ain't the last one for the year. So. Hopefully, next week will be a little bit better. Yeah, that's cool. like, di- like Dynamite very suddenly has shows like this where it's like a bad pacing. So, I think it's like that first really show that's really gotten me sleepy like that. So, yeah. I will give them the benefit of the doubt for this one. Well, and uh, also, shout out to Mr. Chris from Sheer Geekdom. He tweeted out. Did anybody cream their pants when the lights went out and thought Wyndham was showing up? No. I thought it was going to be somebody else too, but I guess maybe too early for that. Well, a, bunch, a bunch of people on my timeline said, oh my God, it's going to be Johnny Gargano. Like, Johnny Gargano is not going to going to AEW. Johnny Gargano went home to go be a dad for a while. <laughs> yeah, and so did Colorado Cal- <laughs> too. So, But Adam Cole did tease that he has a present for the Young Bucks next week. Well, Lord knows what that is. Oh my God. Maybe it's another festival of friendship or some crap. <laughs> I don't know. Friendship That's a great segue to our next quick hit. Kevin Owens is no longer on the market to leave, a, to leave WWE. He <laughs> just signed a new deal with WWE today. Your thoughts? Um... Number one, I'm very happy for him, no matter where he goes, if he was going to go to AEW or stay in WWE, I'm very happy for him. The problem I have is the fans. Why were some fans so upset that this man decided to do what was best for him and his family? Why? I don't understand. I mean, as long as he's on TV, I'm fine. Kevin Owens has been one of the better acts in wrestling for a while now. As long as he is on a television somewhere and being used, I'm okay. Now, I know there's going to be a bunch of people jumping at me. Well, he's going to be used bad. He's going to be jobbing. He's going to be doing this. He's going to be doing that. He makes the best of everything that he's got. Even when he was in that shit program with Brian Strowman, he made sure that he made it interesting. He took belly bumps. All he, that was the one he got drugged in a porta potty. He got thrown off a cage. Like he's he makes it entertaining. And also, he I mean, he's in he, he's always in he's always in something that keeps him on TV. Like I've I mean, to me, like right now, like with him and, and Seth Rollins, I almost feel like, you know, after day one's over, they should be like, I mean, I know everybody hates it, but they should be an unlikely tag team and then win the tag titles. That would be actually hilarious. 
because they play off of each other. So, like, I thought him and Sami Zayn were, like, really good dance partners and really good could play off each other and be the... him I and Seth like, there. I, I feel like all those guys, if you came from, like, ROH and you have that rapport with each other, they all play off each other really, really good. Like when you get like when Kevin Owens and Cesaro were doing stuff, when you got Kevin Owens with any of those Ring of Honor guys, it's always magic. So, but yeah. And our last, our last piece of quick hit news. So between our last episode and this episode, Jeff Hardy has been released from WWE. And it was stopped that it was put out there that he was offered a chance to go to rehab and he didn't he declined it. Now when you hear rehab, you instantly think, oh, Jeff must have done something. But it also seems that Matt, his wife, and the rest of his family has said that Jeff is fine and in the best place he's been in years. Do you think that this was something that a uh, AW, that WWE thought that he was off the wagon and kind of jumped the gun with? I mean, I want to say yes because it is kind of hard to, especially because you know he's an addict, and mm-hmm. maybe they thought he fell off the wagon, and they were like, maybe they saw some signs because I mean they like Matt. Matt even said so himself that, you know, WWE kind of, they, you know, they want to take care of Jeff. They really do. And maybe they saw some signs that they saw in the past and they were like, wait a minute, he's doing, you know, because I said, they just said that he was in a, a match with uh, Kofi Kingston and Drew McIntyre. Yeah. And he it backed was, up. Wood, yeah, Woods, Woods McIntyre and Jeff versus the Bloodline. Okay. Yeah, and he he leaves the ring and goes through the crowd, you know? And like they said, you know, and then the next night they replaced him with Rey Mysterio. I think they kind of saw some signs that they were seeing from him in the past, and they were like, well, we just can't have this. And, I mean, Jeff has spoke about it before that, you know, WWE basically tell him, you know, you told him that, you know, if you mess up, you're out, you know? And I don't lose it. I seen that video too, and he he really was holding his inside, like his stomach area. I don't know what happened there where he's just like, I can't do this anymore, and left. Because I mean, he was in, and he did wrestle in the match. Mm-hmm. And from what I've seen in the clip, he wasn't he wasn't Victory Road two thousand. He wasn't Victory Road inebriated or nothing. It was just kind of like he was really hurting. And then the next day, it's like, oh, he needs to go to rehab. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> like, it's kind of hard. And then uh, it was about a couple of days ago, Matt and Jeff actually appeared on Matt Hardy's Twitch stream. And they said that, yo, Jeff's fine. He's back. He's going on, like, a tour for his music and everything. So, hey, I'm, I guess we it's more of a wait and see for when Jeff decides he's going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. But I do kind of believe Matt, and I don't believe his wife and stuff would sit there and say that he's not okay if he's not okay. I right. just say Matt kind of, I'd be a little iffy sometimes with Matt because you know you're going to do what you have to protect your brother. But mm-hmm. I believe you have more than one person saying you're fine. 
I think you just kind of find. I think this might have been something where WWE is like, well, we don't want you to go down this road, so let's just go ahead and get you in here now, whether you are or not. And he's like, no, nah, I'm good. Well, no, so I guess we're going to have to let you go. So, thank well, you. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it could have been that he's in pain, like you said, and he, because he's been known to abuse pain pills. Mm-hmm. And maybe they're like, okay, well, you're hurt. Because, I mean, he could be hurt. And they just want to be like, okay, you're hurt, and we don't want you getting back on these pills. So let's try a rehab, you know, let's try a, a proactive, a, a proactive approach instead of a reactive approach. You know what we say rehab. They did they ever? They didn't really specify which type of rehab, did they? No, because it could have been like it could have been like rehabbing an injury. We don't. Yeah, know. like it could be. See, uh, it's this is really a wait and see thing. <laughs> well, they did allude to that he did take a. Uh, Matt did say that Jeff took a drug test with, and they're waiting for the with WWE and they're waiting for the results to come back. Okay. So, but you know, if the results come back and it's not, a, and, and they're not going to say, you know, but mm-hmm. if he's not on anything, you know, Matt and especially Reby, and they're going to sing to the rafters that, yeah, there was nothing wrong with him to begin with. The, but the one thing that concerns me is I looked at his touring with his music. Most of the places he's touring with his mm-hmm. And that, to me, that's like temptation. Yeah. Especially who's a uh, recovering alcoholic. Mm-hmm. A lot of his, uh, a lot of when he does his music are in bars because I remember when he came here with uh, WWE, his he had something at uh, headliners. Yeah, and the Z bar. He was at the Z bar too. Mm-hmm. So, I just think that's kind of just where, well, yes, yeah, kind of where little dive bars is where people normally will rock out and stuff. So, I don't know. I think that might just be unavoidable. So, I mean, as long as he's not. As long as Jeff is okay, we're okay. If yeah. Not, as long as he's okay. And none of this whole he got out of his contract to go to AEW. I don't... Yeah. Oh my God. Jesus, people. Nobody fakes <laughs> Nobody fakes being on drugs to get released from a contract. That's got to be the most stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. Oh, Jesus. Or if even if he did, let's just say even if he did not fake being on drugs, but just he... You know, he got out of his contract with WWE. Who's to say that this ain't the last, you know, rodeo for him and, and Matt? They are getting up early in age. They're all, both almost 50 years old. Mm-hmm. They've been doing this since, what, 93? 92, 93? It might have been uh, later. I mean, earlier than that, really. I don't I remember. They've been going since they were like 19, 18, 19. I think they've been going since they was like 16, 17. That's possible, too. But, I mean, when they signed the WWE, they were young. They were still, like, 18, 19 years old. But who's to say this ain't a last go-around for them? And, they, and I mean, because they both have alluded to when their careers are at the end of the road, they want to go out together. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, but he did not get out of his contract to go to AEW. He's not pulling the Kurt Angle, leaving WWE, and signing over to TNA. He's not doing... If he does, then yes, y'all can say I was wrong. But yeah, I, we'll, we'll we'll willingly eat that one. But if it happens, but it's stop, just stop, people, just stop. <laughs> he can anyway. He's got to wait till March. He's got to do his ninety days, everybody. Yeah. All right. Now, for the true reason for this season, we have come to the end of another year, 
And it is time for us to start getting ready for the PUPB Awards. So this, we are going to go ahead and and debate our nominee for our categories for this year. So I believe we we had just talked about it. Uh, We're going to, where you want to start with? Uh, let's start with, let's go with match of the year. Match of the year nominees. Okay, we're going to debate them, and we will select them here, select nominees here, so basically the nomination show, and over the next few weeks, because this will be our last episode for the year, until next year, and our next episode should be day one recap, and these awards so you guys will have a chance to vote on them we'll vote to just having a little award ceremony and a recap so match of the year candidates what match this year has stood out to you the most well i'm gonna go with the uh i'm gonna go with wrestlemania 37 yes sasha versus bianca yes I do agree with that one. The um, match might not have been like most wrestling purists would say. The match might not have been like about the moves. It was to me the emotion. And to me as a wrestling fan, and I've been a wrestling fan since I was probably like four, four years old. But to see two black women, people who look like me, people who have hair that looks like mine, standing and main eventing WrestleMania. I never thought that I would ever see the day that Vince McMahon would let two black women main event WrestleMania. Main event any any pay-per-view, let alone WrestleMania. I I mean, there's nothing you can say that I'm going to disagree with at all. You're absolutely 110% correct. It was a great match. It told a great story. I think that's the one thing that gets missed on a lot of it. Sasha was great. I mean, it was like a perfect storm. Uh, let's see. My computer's back and goofy. All right. There we go. All right. So I'm definitely going to agree with you on that one. I'm going to pick up. It's going to be a little bit of a weird one. So just stick with me on it. Okay. I'm picking Faye Jackson's gray sweatpants battle royal. Okay. Have you seen it? No, but I'm going to go back to because now I have I think is it on IWTV? It is on Fight TV on Alley Catch or Hot Girl Shit. You might be able to pull it up on YouTube. Yeah, I might go ahead and pull it up on YouTube. From start to finish, it is the most entertaining battle royale you're going to ever see. Like the Indies had some pretty good battle rails, but this one was entertaining from start to finish. With everybody's entrances were bump and grind along those lines of stuff. You had everybody you could think of to be in it. Darius Carter was in it. Now, granted, he didn't wear gray sweatpants, he was in a full suit in the hot sun in Florida in the middle of the day. How that man didn't die of heat stroke, I'll never know. But the match was incredibly 
entertaining. It told a story. It carried on a feud with somebody who could not wrestle at that moment in time. Faye Jackson is there in a sling at ringside. She 110% was safe about everything, but everything that happened in that match, you cannot tell me that you did not watch it without a smile on your face, men and women. It even to a, it even had hold your head your what the fuck, your holy shit moments with should be beating people with a Bible. Wow. Yeah. Like I I implore you to watch this match. It is an absolute favorite of me of mine, and I truly believe it deserves to be on this list. <laughs> so what do you say? Oh, you want me to pick another match? Oh, I agree with you. Do, do you want to put? Do you want to allow this one? Oh yes, anytime men in gray sweatpants, yes. Yeah, see, you're looking at it for that, and I looked at it for the actual art of wrestling. Oh see? my bad, <laughs> see, no, don't, don't, no, don't worry, because Janelle mm-hmm. and Tasha Steele's own own commentary, and that's kind of the same thing they did the entire time. You'll enjoy. I guarantee you will enjoy it just from the aspect of having all these men in gray sweatpants. There, there's even a dance break where. A bunch of them stop and do. I think it's pony. Yeah, I gotta watch this. So alone, alone. Just nasty. I am. Faye Jackson's gray sweatpants. Sweats. We'll just do with that. Uh, How many rounds are we gonna pick? How many knives are gonna be for each category? I think we should do. I don't know. I think we should five or six, maybe. Yeah, we could do three each. Three each, okay. All right, what you think? Okay, so now this match was a match that we got to see um, at the Paradigm Pro fourth anniversary show. Mm -hmm. Calvin Tankman versus Shane Taylor. Ooh, okay. It was a great match. It finished in a draw, but it was a great match. These two men, and I mean, to quote Big E, big men slapping meat. Big men was slapping meat and doing moves with a ceiling that was not even tall. It was, the ceiling was so low, but it was a great match. It told a great story. And then even at the end, when you know Shane got on the mic and was like, we need to do this again. Which I'm like, I told Chris, I was like, damn it, as long as it's not in Chicago, if they do it in Indianapolis, we're there. Because we got to see it again. Yeah, I might have to hit you right on that one. Because that was oh, a good yeah. one. So Shane Taylor versus Calvin Tankman. If I could find these on YouTube, I'll try to link those in there too. <laughs> All right, my next one is a it's a Shane Taylor match as well, and it just happened this past Saturday. Shane Taylor versus Kenny King. No arguments for me. That <laughs> fight, like it was a fight, and they did all types of crazy shit. It is the culmination of a feud, and you could just feel the intensity from watching it. So I'm definitely going with that one. Uh, Alright. What's your next one? 
All right, my last one, because she's the queen of the COVID wrestling era. Bailey versus Bianca. I believe it's Hell in a Cell, I do believe. Bailey versus Bianca. Yes. Because again. Were they the Hell in a Cell match? Was it a Hell in a Cell? I, you know what? I don't know. It was a match, though. Was it Hell in a Cell? I think it was because I didn't think Bianca. I was like, oh my gosh, she's going to be in a Hell in a Cell match. Uh, let me look that up real quick and make sure that was the one. Uh, it was a really good match because it told a story and it was almost like Bailey and Sasha have done so much for Bianca's career that I mean I just don't know I mean and people talk about the four horsewomen but especially when it comes to Sasha and, and Bailey. They've done a lot. That's why I cannot wait for my girl to get back. Yep. Bailey versus Bianca was Helen Cell. Great match. I didn't think and the, and, the, and the crazy thing is I didn't trust WWE's creative and I didn't trust Vince McMahon because I thought they were going to take the belt off of um, Bianca and put it back on Bailey. Mm-hmm. But they did, right by, they did right by Bianca. But that was a great match. Um Again, like I said, it's one of those things where, to me, Sasha and Bailey are not getting the flowers that they need and deserve because these two women took Bianca and basically skyrocketed her to the moon, and it wouldn't have happened without them two. Mm. All right. My next one is going to be from... Wanna be starting something about a couple of months ago. Trisha Dora versus Darius Carter for the Pan African Diaspora World Championship. This match, the story they told in this match, top two. I don't think anybody is on the same level as Trish and Darius Carter. It was a it was already something that's been circulating for a while that they wanted to get these two in a match together and the match ended in a draw pretty much there was a double count and it was a double it was it was a draw but Darius Carter they assumed won the match but he really didn't hmm. but this I you got you have to watch these matches see I'm gonna have to watch like uh, it, the show is want to be starting something. It was a little bit after the Paradigm show, I believe. So, I I can if I can find them on YouTube or anywhere anywhere else, I'll sit there and try to link them in on Twitter with this, so we can try and give a little bit more for y'all guys. Let's see, Trish versus versus Darius Carter. All right, that's our six. And did you have any audible mentions? Like I, like I said, I had a list. I had a list. So I'm trying to think. Honorable mentions. Okay. Yeah, oh, sure. Damian, they're not. They're not going to actually go on the ballot, but they're just something to just talk about for right now. Damian Priest and Bad Bunny versus The Miz and, and John Morrison. That was underrated. <laughs> Nobody would expect a bad buddy to be like that. 
not to take. We were like, he's taking bumps. Like, what? Mm-hmm. He's got other celebrities wanting to do this now. Yeah. Uh, Not about Bow Wow and, and Soldier Boy, but I mean other legit celebrities <laughs> are wanting to take. But I'm not talking about Bow Wow and little. So- I'm about to say little Soldier Boy. We're not talking about them, but other. There's been other celebrities that are like, hey, you know, WWE. I mean, because Bad Bunny, not only that he he got a bag from WWE, because you know he did, mm-hmm. and he promoted himself, and then that commercial that he had in the pay per view with Triple H, handing him the suitcase, saying. You did your thing, so now you got to go off and do your 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 real thing. Mm-hmm. Well, she's on tour right now, I believe. Yes, he is. Again, it's one of those things where crossover appeal that WWE has. Yes. Uh, one of my honorable mentions that I'm going to put out there, it is going to be Billy Dixon versus AJ Gray in a death match. This happened on that WrestleMania weekend, the same as the Alley Cat Hot Girl shit uh, for the Culture Show. It was this was an Effie's Big Gay Bash. No, that is not what I'm. I'm not deliberately saying it's like a big gay. Like that's the actual name of the show, Effie's Big Gay Bash. Yes. <laughs> so, but and this was a story they built over the weekend. Uh, I believe Friday night. Saturday, you know, Friday night, Saturday morning along those lines, Billy Dixon actually attacked AJ Gray after a match, and that next morning, I believe, they had their showdown. It is a brutal fucking match. Uh, if you've never seen a Billy Dixon, Billy Dixon and death matches have become a, th- a hand-in-hand thing now, and it absolutely is one of the best, and if you want to get somebody to beat your ass, AJ Gray is the one to call. So, any others before we move to the next category? No, I'm good. Alright, next category. Uh, Let's do Tag Team of the Year. Okay. Oh, gosh. Um, who you think what's your first pick oh god and I um, lord forgive me for saying this RK bro RK bro it's working for me for some reason I don't know why you need to drink the (laughs) Kool-Aid I did Vince knows what he's doing yes because for some reason, I feel like Riddle has elevated Randy Orton to another stratosphere that we have, which Randy Orton's already been on another stratosphere for years. But he's given us a different side of Randy Orton that we haven't seen, I don't think, ever. Mm. I mean, I'm not putting him up there with, uh, you know, rated RKO, because that's like my favorite little tag team iteration with Randy Orton. But, I mean, I'll be damned. Like, it's working. It's. For some reason, Riddle's goofy ass gets me. It gets to me. And it gets me. So I'm going to go with them. Jesus. (laughs) You really drank the Kool-Aid. They got you. You were smoking with them, ain't you? (laughs) I don't even smoke, but God dang it, it got me. Riddle, 
Red, I don't even know. Yes, I'm going to go with them because it was a tag team. I was at the beginning. I was like, oh my God, ill. No, don't put Randy with him. Don't put Randy. It's working for me now. Mm-mm-mm. All right. So I'm a- my first pick is going to be FTR. They've had a hell of a year. They, I believe they started. If they didn't start off the year, they would just came off of losing the AW tag titles. Yep. And they've been prominently featured throughout the year in not only that tag scene, but also at the end of the year capturing the triple A tag titles. So he they for the most part always been in the circle of the tag the tag team championships. They've also had these matches with the Lucha Bros. They've had a lot of dream matches, and as of Saturday, it seemed like they're going to be doing something with Ring of Honor's top tag team, uh, the shit. What are they called? The Briscoes. The Briscoes. I completely went blank. But so I'm going to go with FTR. No arguments for me because I'm gonna. I'm gonna add. I was gonna say them, the Briscoes. That's my second pick. Hmm. They've been in it for a minute and nobody gives them really that much respect that they deserve. And I'm pretty sure at AEW's Battle of the Belts or Battle for the Belt, Battle of the Belts, whatever it's called, it's going to be the Briscoes versus FTO. Mm-hmm. That's where we're going. That's where I'm at. All right. So I'm going to I'm going to uh, throw a little bit of a wrench in there. Uh, the next tag team I'm picking is Fire and Flavor. Damn it, I forgot they were a thing. Because only for the last few months they haven't been a thing. But for the better part of this year, they've been the Knockouts Tag Team Champions. It's kind of like last year, we had this same issue with uh, Easton Page and uh, Josh Allen. Josh Alexander. Yeah. And they were champions basically the whole year until when the contract came up and then you had three months of solo. So it's kind of that same thing where they've dominated whenever they're together. And since they were on the indies together as well, they dominated even more. Like they've had indie matches with Dick and Juicy. They were on the Fight Forever show, the 24-hour stream uh, Fight Forever they are. They did a lot this year, and just because they're not together, I guess this can be their farewell send off of it. Hopefully, they have, they get back together because we need more women tag teams so, of color. Yes, of color. Like yes, we need them of color, but we need we need women tag teams, and no. they were one of the best. And they did it. Yes. God forbid. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like the inspiration, but because I'm like, I think Kira and and Mickey James are about to team up and try to take out, take on the the knockouts, and I'm like, I don't want to see that. Yeah, I don't want to see that. She needs to be back with Tasha's Fields, and I don't mind. So Savannah Evans could be the um, the enforcer. You know, they can do, yeah, they can do that. I do kind of like what they're doing with Tasha, though, where Tasha, this basically Savannah's Tasha's heat, heater. Mm-hmm. If, as long as it leads to Tasha getting getting a shot at the, the women's championship, I'm good. Right. 
right. Well, who's your next pick? Ooh. Okay, so I'm going AEW heavy here. I'm going to go with the Lucha Bros. Ooh. They could be so wrong for me. Their matches, the matches they put on all this year have been fire. Like they should have been on winter. They should have been on tonight's show. Do they even have bad matches? What's the last bad Lucha Bros match you saw? There ain't none. I can't think of one. I can't think of one at all. Well, um, my last pick. I went blank. <laughs> no, I, I got it. I got it. My last pick for Tag Team of the Year is The Hex. Okay. Allison K and uh, Marty Brown. Yes. Uh, yeah. They were just crowned. They, the whole, ever since NWA came back in, they've kind of been pushing for the women's tag division and everything. And for the women tag team, there were the Hex and Helen Hills were the top of those two teams. Uh-huh. And the Hex actually became the women's tag champion for NWA, and they've been all over the all over the place, and they've been dominant. In fact, I it really took a lot not to put their title match against Kylan King and uh, not against Kylan King against Helen Hills a on here for a match of the year nominee, but uh, definitely the Hex. The reigning tag team champion, women's NWA tag team champions. I love me some Allison K. So you have no arguments for me. I'm because... more of a Helen Helen Hills uh, person, but I can deal with it. I can deal with the hex a little bit. Well, I mean, with Allison K, though, if it wasn't for her coming out and talking about what happened with uh, Tessa Blanchard in Japan. We wouldn't have never known. Yeah, it opened up a can of worms. <laughs> the unsung hero of the black community, the black wrestling community. All right. Well, we've uh, we've been in tag. Let's go on to the women's uh, women of the year, women's wrestlers of the year. Okay, so not in any particular order. Um, I'm gonna go with. I'm going to have to go with Bianca Belair. Hands down, number one. This woman has crossover appeal. Um, She's, you know, she's been the the WWE, she's been champion. She headlined WrestleMania. She's everywhere from the, you know, Sports Illustrated, Sports Illustrated Awards, the ESPYs. She's done, like, a lot for a rookie, as Charlotte liked to call her. So she's my number one, but I said no particular. She's my number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you took my number one, so I guess I gotta go with something else. So, uh, somebody who's had an equally as dominant year, Deanna Parraza. Yes. Like I don't like she has been on fire this year, and it has been it has even been close. Like she is like I know she got the belt as soon as she left WWE. And ever since, she's maybe lost it one or two times to Jordan Grace, but got it right back and has been completely dominant ever since. She's starting to be a belt, co- a belt collector now. Mm-hmm. As of Saturday, she has challenged Roxy 
to come and defend to uh, defend her belt against her on Impact and uh, 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 I got contact saying it to come and defend her title against her and Mickey James and they're gonna have like a winner takes all match. Oh, sad. So Deanna potentially could walk out of there with four belts. Because she's also the rain, Reina, Reina, it's the women's championship over there. I, I mess up saying the name. It's the Reina, I want to say the Reina Dorez. I may have said it wrong. I'm sorry, Kiki, don't hurt me. <laughs> but Wait. yeah, but yeah. the Diana. <laughs> Solid pick right there. So. For me, oh gosh, I drew a blank. I had a I had a pick and then I, it just went out the window. Um, uh, I'm gonna go with Picador. The woman do no wrong. She does it all. She does it all. We we were, we were blessed to see her a couple of uh, weeks ago. And she is just as good in ring as she is on TV. Mm-hmm. I, I I have no quarrels with that one at all. Uh, let's see. I'm a little envious that I didn't get to say it. I'm not sorry. <laughs> oh, I want like me. <laughs> uh, I am going to go with. The unpopular pick of of Charlotte Flair. Now, Charlotte is. We know. Do we even have to really say it? She's always the top of the line. She's always a champion. She she checks all the boxes at all times. So, yeah. <laughs> Oh, God. So, God dang it. Because I got to say it. Because if I don't say it, but I'm going to say this. I'm going to go with, I'm going to tell my my honorable mention only because Sasha, I have to say Sasha Banks is an honorable mention. I hate it. I have to say it. But I'm going to go with, I'm, I'm going to have to go with Britt Baker. She's so like, I know a lot of people say that she's green in the ring and, you know, she's not that great or whatever in the ring, but and her promo skills are, like, top-notch, but her promo skills is, I mean, she's pretty good. I mean, she's she's had uh, she's had about a, a good year, a decent year, like Bianca. I think the only thing is, is Britt Baker doesn't have crossover appeal, but I think that comes from AEW not really marketing her like that. Mm-hmm. Like with with Bianca, you got and I mean, I'm not knocking Brandy at all, but you know, that man knows what she's doing. She has Bianca out here at, you know, all of these luncheons. She's with luncheons with Candace Parker. She's meeting, you know, with, you know, like I think Serena Williams. Like she has Bianca, Sasha, Dana even Dana Brooke, she has the women out everywhere at these places. Mm-hmm. 
Brandy needs to be doing the same. And I said this. Brandy needs to be doing the same thing with Jade and, and Britt Baker. You need to make these girls household names. So women who don't watch wrestling know who they are. Because right now, women who don't know who don't watch wrestling, they know who Bianca Belair is. Now they know who Naomi is because Naomi just hosted Wendy Williams. Mm-hmm. So it's like Britt Baker had a good she had a good 20.1 she just needs to be put out there more for crossover appeal. Ooh. Okay. I'm torn. I'm really torn. Like I'm so torn for this last pick. Uh, it's between two people. And part of you just wants to like pull a pull a producer card and just put both of them on there. Um, <laughs> do it. I think I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna go ahead and just override pull a producer card. These last two picks are going to be Jade Cargill and Thunder Rosa. Gotcha. Yeah. Jade has been undefeated all year. She debuted in March in the tag match with Shaq. And that is also Thunder Rosa's official first match as a W. Well, ain't the official. It was like her first big match in AEW. And I didn't know this happened, but her contract was not originally going to be up until like this past, into the next July. Uh AEW bought her contract. Sweet. So that's how she was able to jump in like she did. So, but yeah, she, and I'm just looking back at a few of the notes that I do have for Thunder Rosa. Ever since that match, she's been in the NWA women's title picture, AEW women's title picture, Impact title picture. Now, on top of running her own stuff in Mission Pro Wrestling, uh-huh. like she is everywhere all the time and always one of the best everywhere she goes. Yes, uh, yes that match with her and Britt Baker, it's Technically doesn't count, but it should. We probably should have of put that up there for like match of the year as well. Like it could, it, it easily could have been one of them. All right. Also, before did you see that she wrestled with her son this past weekend? I did not see that. Yes, like I follow her on Facebook. Hold on, she has a son that wrestles. Yes. How does her son? I think he looks about 16, 17. He looks about 17, maybe. 16 she, she, yeah. Damn. I don't know if it's her real son, but she said it was her son. So I'm going to go by that. But they, oh, they, she? well, her, <laughs> husband, her husband just turned 50. So I'm assuming she's around 45. 35. 45. I think she's about 45. She's 35. She's the same age. She, yeah, July 22nd, 1986. Oh, wow. Mm. Really her son, though? I don't know. (laughs) I mean, he had his face painted like how she did, like half of it painted. And she was like, she's proud of her baby, her son. and She even has a mixed martial arts degree. (laughs) Uh, I know. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. 
They'll just say because she looks young, but I'm like, yeah, she's 35 for that. She don't even look 35. She really doesn't. Hispanics don't crack either. They don't. If you got any type of melanin, any type of color in you, you ain't. <laughs> You're going to look like you 25. But she wrestled with her. It was a tag match. It was like a mix. It was a, a, an intergender tag match. And she posted pictures of it. And I'm sitting there like, she was somehow proud she was of her. She said her baby. She was like, I've got to watch him wrestle and he, wrestling with her. And I'm like, dang, if that's her son, oh my God. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, men of the year. Oh gosh. Not, not uh, Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. But the actual men wrestlers of the year, who you pick? Who's your first pick? I'm gonna have to go with number one, the tribal chief himself. This man is oh my god, I I'm over blushing, dude, because like I cannot wait to tears uh Paul Heyman a new one on Friday. This man, he could be talking all calm, and then he gets that he starts yelling, and for some, I don't know. I'm a woman, and God dang, it's Roman Reigns. I'm attracted to him, and I'm attracted to the whole whatever he's got to acknowledge me and all that stuff. But he's had the best damn year I can think of. Has he been champion all year? Uh, he's been champion for four hundred and something days. So he's this is a year and a half, okay. Yeah, so it was yeah. the la- it was the last uh summer slam he won that belt. Okay. Yes. Especially okay. okay. I it's just kinda of me throwing me out because I know at the beginning of the year we were still in Thunderdome. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just kinda it was SummerSlam this year that fans came. Was it SummerSlam or Mania? Mania of this year is when they got fans back. Okay, so that's probably what it is I'm thinking about. So, but yeah, he he's been dominant. Now, it is taking every fiber of my being not to say Jay Uso, but because he's had a hell of a year too. Yeah. But he's no, 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 no. That's just my personal favorite. Um, I'm going to go with Kenny Omega. Okay. Champion of the year, he belt collector Omega. He was over at Thanos for a little bit. Um, he no bad matches, no bad matches. In fact, another he has one of the honorable mention matches of the year that we were talking about earlier. Uh, the draw with Brian Danielson, he's been on top most of this year. Uh, I do hope that he's getting well. So that is my pick. Who's next for you? I'm gonna go with Shane Taylor. Mm. Because that man, 2021 for Shane Taylor promotions was a, I mean, heck, 2020 was pretty good too. 2021 was really, really good. I think what to me what puts him up there as a male wrestler of the year is that talk he had with Trisha Dora. That that speech that he gave her was the speech that every black father gives their daughter after a breakup. After, you know, she didn't make the team. She, you know, his daughter is devastated for some reason. 
And I mean, when he, when I watched that video, I've watched it like, th- I've watched it at least three or four times. Mm. Uh, it reminded me of my dad and my dad, you know, picking me up and uplifting me after I was hurt, like after a bad breakup or divorce or, you know what I'm saying? To me, and that's what, that's what we need in wrestling is, especially in African-Americans, we need that uplifting every time and we need to see it on TV. Mm-hmm. So that's why I have to pick him as male wrestler of the year because he he's not even just elevating women he was elevating his other dudes he's making sure everybody can. Mm-hmm. all right uh my next pick i am going with walking armageddon bobby lashley this was Bobby's breakout year in WWE. He was yeah. champ just about the whole year. Uh, he has been completely and utterly and disrespectfully dominant. He even got to beat Drew at Mania. You remember we was ready to go ahead and roll like, yeah, he's losing his belt to Drew oh. McIntyre. We just knew it. And he did not lose that belt. Until what September? Yeah. And even after losing the belt, he was still beating the brakes off people. Except for Goldberg. Oh God. We don't talk about that though. We don't talk that match never happened. Well, you know the matches in Saudi Arabia aren't canon. They don't they don't exist. That, that happens say, like that's in that's in Saudi. That don't happen over here. I was gonna <laughs> say it happens. didn't happen in America. Yeah. So other than Xavier Woods and Zelina Vega winning, we, that's canon. Mm-hmm. That's one of those, that's like those live shows that happen. You're like, oh, well, this happened also. So. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, Jesus. Oh God. oh, God. See, I don't know because it's like, I feel like if I don't pick one person over the other, I'm going to be disrespecting someone. Who is it? We'll see, because it might be my other pick. <laughs> I was going to go with Big E, but I was also going to go with uh, Brian Danielson, because Brian Danielson was at WrestleMania. I mean, like, who else could go to WrestleMania, be at WrestleMania and then end up in AEW in the same year? There's only been one of the people that have done it, the Revival, FTR. So yeah. it works. So uh, it, it's like the man went over to AEW, number one, his music is kick-ass. I love his music. I don't know how to twerk, but it's music slaps. And I mean, he's had a hell of a year. His matches have been, except for today, his matches have been pretty good. Let me look at Biggie's Biggie for the year. Well, Biggie for the year, uh, he's been single all year, right? Yeah, for the most, yeah, because, you know, he, remember they, yes, because of Mania, he was the Intercontinental Champion. Yes. And then a few months later, he won money in the bank and then became world champ. So, okay. Biggie gets it. And do you also want to put Daniel? Or Brian Danielson? Yeah, I'm going to have to. First. I can go with that. I can ride with that one. All right. Last one. Overall superstar of the year. Uh, no, we got one, we got one more app. Well, before we do that one, uh, rookie of the year. 
Oh gosh, I got three of them in mind, but yeah. All right, go ahead. What's your first? The first one, I'm gonna have to go with Carmelo Hayes. He don't miss. When he shoots, he don't miss. Carmelo, I put Carmelo. <laughs> Oh God! No. <laughs> I'm gonna say I guess I'll be writing Carmelo's name. I don't know. <laughs> uh, for me, I definitely have to put Jade Cargill. She okay. is rookie. Technically, she's been undefeated in impressive fashion. Uh, her biggest win so far has been that triple threat match with Nyla Rose and Thunder Rosa, and it looks like that she's gonna get. She's gonna, she possibly could make it to the final of the TBS title tournament. I believe their match is happening either next week on Dynamite or Rampage. I don't remember seeing it for this week on Rampage. I don't think it's happening this week on Rampage. It'll be on, I believe it's sometime next week because the first TBS show is at the beginning of the year, so We'll see. Uh, who you get? All right, rookie. My my number two. Even though she just had her first match, she impressed the hell out of me. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Lash Legend. Ooh, we doing that? Okay. <laughs> we doing that because that first match. Don't get me wrong. Her first match. It was her first one, but she impressed the hell out of me. I did not know she was gonna be as athletic as she was, and Ooh. I'm thinking. Really, it's really had me sitting there thinking like oh like basketball and track superstars just doing flips and shit like this like y- when you look at her you do not expect her to bust out flips and what? all the things that she does she is hella athletic and strong if we don't put her in a tag team with Naomi and see them things thinging then y'all mess it up that's, a, that's just the, the icing on the cake that would be a bakery. The true bakery. I know I call uh, Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter and Rebel the bakery, but that's the true bakery right there. That's a baker's dozen. Right. Well, if you're doing Lash Legend, I'm picking Hook. For the little five-minute match he had, I do not. I I don't know what I expected out of Hook, but that was. <laughs> I I could I am I have no complaints. His body don't match what his face looked like. He had a Goldberg match without having a Goldberg match. Right. He was out there for a couple of seconds, did a few moves, gone. And choked his man out. All business. There was no flash. There was no pant. There was like, oh, he like, yeah, it's me. Then got back to business. Dude's doing flips and stuff. So I wonder if he's one of those he can bust out a, a four fifty out of nowhere real quick or something like that. Because, he, but he was excellent in that ring. That man over looking like Sagat and Tom Holland. Yeah, he got a Sagat body. But looks like Tom Holland in the face. I'm like, damn, he looked like Spider Man in the face. But his body says Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. He's Taz's son, for real, for real. Yep. Uh, who's your pick? Oh, God. My last rookie of the year. 
I'm gonna have to go with Mr. Brian Franker. Oh my god. Baby Steiner. <laughs> I done picked all NXT 2.0 people and I don't watch NXT like that. But yes, I'm gonna have to go with him. That boy, it's something about him. Something about him. He's a Steiner. He's a, yeah. He's, na- he's naturally for somebody who played, I think he was a football player for the majority of his time. And he, he has literally learned on the go. He ain't he didn't have like indie experience or nothing. So for him to be a homegrown talent and just be this good instantly, I mean it's in his blood. Yeah, you say it, say it. He's a genetic freak. <laughs> he is. Uh, genetic freak that's for exactly real. what it is. That's exactly what it is. He's a genetic freak. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. All right. My last pick. Uh, I don't know. I really do not know. Who who else would count as a rookie as a like a, a rookie or somebody to watch? Uh, I mean my Honorable mention is toxic, toxic attraction. Uh, I, don't do, I don't know if they really count because they Priscilla, Priscilla Kelly and Mandy Rose. I say Priscilla, she's not Priscilla Kelly anymore. Gigi Dolan and uh, Mandy Rose have have a few years. Yeah, but. You know, they. I mean, as a as a unit, as a faction, it's still kind of new. I hate to say it. That's why I said to mention. I wouldn't even put them on. Like, I would not put them on a voting thing at all. Actually, right now it's kind of looking like they could go on here right now. So it's possible. It's probably. I mean, Gigi Dolan's over here. Like, she's the only one with the real cakes. Everybody else is just faking. I'll go ahead and throw Toxic Attraction on here. It's it's a it's a pretty it's a real NXT heavy one. Uh, unless you, I can't think of anybody else. Like, do we want to throw like Hell on Heels on here? Or yeah, I mean, my thing is if they're a tag team or if they're a group or a person that I mean, I mean, I would. They just they just got together. I mean, uh... yeah. Uh, let me see if I can look up and see how long Hell and Heels been together. Cause it's like, dang it! I would have put Dominic on her, but Dominic in his ass whoop, like Hook. Hook would I, never get his ass whoop. I don't. Uh, he did our rookie of the year last year, I believe. Yeah, he did, but he, you know, it's Dominic. I still have a soft spot for that kid. I don't know why. Hmm. I seen something earlier. It was like, who had the better? Uh, Debut Hooker Dominic. Oh, Hook definitely did. Like they hyped the hell out of Hook and his merch. He overtook CM Punk. That man is gonna be bigger than life. And all he had to do was eat a bag of chips and be Taz's son. Yeah, pretty much. And then he got in the ring over here, like I said, looking like Sagat and Tom Holland. I'm like, oh my god. Like I, when I saw his body, I was like, "That kid, that can't be his body." That was uh, that's what hiding under all those sweatpants. All right, Hella Hills can go on here. They've only had three. They're fairly new to the tag team scene. Okay. So and actually, 
yeah, this is their, yeah, they can go on here. So, Hell on Hills. For those who don't know who Hell on Hills are, that is Sahara 7 and Renee Michelle. Alright, so now, now we can go to the main event, overall superstar of the year. Yeah, huh? I'm going to take a broken record on this one. Go ahead. Bianca Belair. I, I agree. I can't. I can't down. She was going to get on this. She was going to get on here one way or another. So I mean, she going to be on her. She going to win. We're going to count who got how much in a little bit because I know like Bianca's on here. So. Uh... I am going to put Roman Reigns. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. Shoot. Damn it, that's my second one. Damn it, that's my second one. Ooh. Well, I don't know. I'm going to have to counter you with that one, and I'm going to have to go with... Oh, Lord. I'm going to have to go with Adam Page. Mm. Hangman. <laughs> Wangman. He's a joker, and Got it done. Mm-hmm. I am going to put Trisha Dora. Nice. Oh, God. So, last one. Oh. Okay. So, stay with me on this one. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. I was going to go with the two, but I'm. I'm going to say this one, and then I'll say this is my honorable mention. Zelina Vega, who gets released, gets hired, and then wins Queen of the the Queen's Crown. Hmm. You think that's bigger than Bianca and Trish? That Mm -hmm. that was your honorable mention. See, because I want to say Xavier Woods, because he finally got the shine as a singles person. I'll give you. I might be able to hang with you on Woods a little bit, because he, he, he. But the first half of the year, I can't. I don't think he really did too much. He didn't, but at the same time, he's also they've revived. I mean, are we just including in ring stuff, or we can we include like everything that's outside on the outside world? Because you know, Bianca Belair has done a lot on the outside world. And in ring world, yeah, those kind of equal out together. So I don't know about uh, putting Woods in there. Well, then let me take Woods back. And Godly, Kiki's gonna love me for this. I'm gonna go with Kenny Omega because the man didn't do no wrong this year at all until he got hurt. But he was already hurt. But he was I, hurt. yeah, he was wrestling hurt anyway. No, no, he's been hurt for years. Having four star matches hurt. I, I still want to give Zelina Vega and Xavier Woods their love because Z- Zelina Vega got fired from the company. And well, they do were. Wanna, do you want to add moment of the year? No, because it's going to be Bianca and Sasha. I can't take away from that moment. And then, like you said, you know, Trisha Dora, everything she's did is like moment of the year. So I can't take away from that. Mm. Right. But, I'm gonna that but yeah, I'm going to go with Kenny Omega because Kenny Omega has not done any wrong. Uh, let's see. 
My last pick. Mm. Oh my gosh, last pick. Shane Taylor. We've made a case for a lot of the things he's done to that, uh, this year. I don't see how he couldn't, how he should not be on this list. Facts. And my honorable mention would be Deanna Peraza, just because of everything that we said earlier. She's been basically undefeated. Like her win loss record this year has been amazing. She's like a belt collector at the moment, potentially about to walk away with four belts. She's everywhere. She's outside and she's killing it. And she's one of the few women technical wrestlers out there. Mm-hmm. She would walk away with your arm and heartbeat. Like y'all didn't see that in power match with her and uh Melina. She folded Melina up like a pretzel. Like I don't think she could tap out. She like had to physically say, I quit. I was gonna say so did Batista, but we ain't gonna talk about that. <laughs> That was me being messy. That was the messy moment. Oh, Malik, we, we've learned that Melina's a sweetheart. She just had a moment of weakness for a big meaty man. I, I don't blame her. You don't blame her? Do I blame her? No. <laughs> if I'm a female and I'm dating John Morrison and then Batista walks by like slaps me on my ass or something and wants me, who knows? <laughs> I mean, if you if you're into that stuff, if you're into that kind of thing, hey, <laughs> I'm not uh, I'm not blaming her at all. Like, girl, but Melina, I still love you though, girl. I don't blame you, but yeah, she got voted up like a pretzel. But oh lord. <laughs> all right, so so far, all right, so let me go back and look for a sec. So let's see one, two, three, four. Bianca has four nominations. Not bad. Uh let's see. One, two. I'll take it back. Bianca has five nominations. She had two in the match of the year. Let's see. Shane, one, two, three. Four, he's got four nominations. Two, uh, Trish, one, two, three. Trish got three, Roman's got two, Kenny's got two. It's all right. <laughs> so, so far, these are our nominations. So, match year nominees Sasha and Bianca at WrestleMania. Faye Jackson's gray sweatpants battle royal at Alley Cats for a hot girl shit. Uh, Shane Taylor versus Calvin Tankman at Paradigm's uh, fourth anniversary show. Shane Taylor versus Kenny King at Final Battle 2012. Oh, 2012. 2021. <laughs> uh, Bianca and uh, Bailey at Hell in a Cell. And Trisha Dora versus Darius Carter at Wannabe Starting Something. Tag Team Year nominees, RK-Bro, FTR, The Briscoes, Fire and Flavor, The Lucha Bros, and The Hex. Uh, women's, uh, the women's, well, hold up, Woman of the Year, Bianca Belair, Deanna Perrazzo, Trisha Dora, Charlotte Flair, Britt Baker, Thunder Rosa, and Jade Cargill. Men of the Year, 
Roman Reigns, Kenny Omega, Shane Taylor, Bobby Lashley, Big E, and Brian Danielson. Breakout star. Right, what, was, uh, what should we call this? Like, ones to watch. Unsigned hype. Uh, they're not unsigned. Like, no, it's uh, in the shadow. Like, coming up, coming up next. Yeah. Next Don't in line. Call- next in line. You can't call it next in line. We might get sued. I think it was Neil. <laughs> it wasn't Neil. Uh, next up. Yep, next up. All right, next up. Carmelo Hayes, Jay Cargill, Lash Legend, Hook, Braun Breaker, Hell on Heels, and overall superstar of the year, Bianca Belair, Roman Reigns, Hangman Page, Trisha Dora, Kenny Omega, and Shane Taylor. All right, I will get these put in a poll on Twitter, and you can vote to your heart's content, I believe. I don't know. This is our first time doing it on Twitter. Most of the time, we just kind of vote among ourselves. Uh, next up. Okay. All right. So, I will get this done soon. Uh, Before we end for the night, Black Barb, what we got going on? What's coming up next? Oh, where, God. Where can we find you? <laughs> okay. I was going to say, because I don't think I got nothing going on but Christmas, pretty much. Um, you can find me at Instagram at BlackBarbie116. You can find me on Twitter at NotoriousREL. You can find me on Facebook at Ariel Cottrell. You can also find me in the Share Geekdom group. We have not recorded any episodes because we've kind of been life, pretty much. So hopefully we will have a new episode because we are watching Hawkeye right now. So hopefully we'll have a new episode where we talk about Hawkeye and we can talk about like all the other stuff. Plus, we're taking our we're going to go see Spider Man this Sunday, so probably going to talk about Spider Man as well. No spoilers though, because I don't believe in that. And that's about oh, and you can find me on uh, at Sheer Geekdom on Facebook. Mister Chris runs the Twitter, but I'm on there sometimes too. But that's where you can mostly find me. All right. You can find me on IG at B-I-G-D-R-Y-Z-Z-Y-502, as well as the Power Up Power Bomb IG and Twitter, P-U-P-B Pod on IG, P-U-P-B Podcast on Twitter. Eventually, I'm going to get all of them with the same name. It's just a matter of whoever has P-U-P-B Podcast to let it go. Please let us have that. Please, please. Let it go. Somebody else is using it, so I can't use it. No, they need to let it go. Like, please? Please? <laughs> please? Uh, uh, before we end up, I got to make sure I give shouts out to the Ville Wrestling with Corey Wallace, the Nation of African American Wrestling with Jabari, um, Jobbish Hughes. Uh, let's see. Who else can I get? We uh King Queen K Kiki who was over in at uh Winter is Coming tonight. Mm. Uh everybody who has responded on Twitter to the posts that are going on currently, uh we're trying to work out something to try and get a little bit of more engagement. Try to open uh teach show some people some new black wrestlers that are out there. Uh if you know of any. Go on the posts, label, uh, tag them, 
send a picture of them so we can look out for them. Today was Where You At Wednesday. So if you know of a show in your area that's coming out or coming up soon, put it on there so we can go and support these people. Wrestlers, if you hear about if you're on a show, please let us know you're on that show so we can come out and support you. We want to support you. Um, you just got to let us know where you at. Like a lot of people don't know that a lot of these shows are real close to them and they don't realize it. Right. Like I said, I never realized how close we were to the actual arena until Dream Pro Wrestling's first show. It's literally 10 minutes from my house. Uh, and if I, uh, shout out random digits. I like them somewhat. And also a reminder, this is our last episode for the year, so you will not hear us again until next year uh, for the dream, for the results for this and day one results. So anything else you can think of that we need to talk about? Uh, no, not at all. All right. Well, for Black Barbie, I am Drizzy, and we are out.